This is Emmanuel God with us, the radio ministry of Emmanuel Lutheran Church in Twin Falls, Idaho. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to our Lord's house this morning as we gather together to worship. It is Trinity Sunday today. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done, and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your holy name, amen. Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God to all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Old Testament reading for the Sunday of the Holy Trinity is written in Isaiah chapter 6. This passage of scripture is also the basis for my sermon today. In the year the king Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him stood the seraphim. Each had six wings. With two he covered his face, and with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the foundations of the thresholds shook at the voice of him who called, and the house was filled with smoke. And I said, Woe is me, for I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a burning coal that he had taken with tongs from the altar. And he touched my mouth and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the third chapter. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. The Spirit 
Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound. And you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you a teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know and bear witness to what we have seen, but you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Our text for today is the Old Testament text from Isaiah 6 that I read just a moment ago. God's grace and his mercy and his peace be multiplied to you now and forever. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Have you ever wondered what it is like to be in the presence of God and to see him in all of his glory, majesty, magnificence, power, and holiness? Isaiah describes it. Listen. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated on a high and lofty throne, and the hem of his robe filled the temple. Seraphim, angels, were standing above him. They each had six wings. With two they covered their faces, with two they covered their feet, and with two they flew. And one called to another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of armies. His glory fills the whole earth. The foundations of the doorways shook at the sound of their voices, and the temple was filled with smoke. What word would you use to describe what Isaiah sees? I thought of breathtaking, perhaps stunning. Certainly amazing. Other words might be awe-inspiring, captivating. But whatever word you use, it cannot fully describe God's magnificence. Can it? In the Bible, God reveals himself to you and me as one divine being and three distinct persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we have used the Latin word Trinity, three and one, in order to try to describe God. We have written the Apostles' Creed and the Nicene Creed and the Athanasian Creed in order to express in words how God makes himself known to us in Holy Scripture. In our text, Isaiah sees God in all of his glory and in all of his holiness, and it inspires worship and praise. And it is terrifying at the very same time. First, let's talk about the angels. 
Isaiah sees the seraphim. Now, there are ranks of angels, seraphim, cherubim, archangels, and more, I'm sure. He sees the seraphim, and they have six wings. And they are standing, hovering, flying above God's throne. And these angels adore God. And these awesome and powerful beings praise God with their voices and with their song. And their, their song causes the foundations of God's throne room to shake. We know that angels act upon God's commands. They protect us. They are his messengers. They tell you and me the good news of Jesus' birth, his resurrection from the dead, his ascension into heaven, and angels will announce the return of Christ. And Jesus is coming soon. And you will hear the angel announcement. And you will see Jesus coming on the clouds with great power and glory. But moving on from the angels, Isaiah sees God himself seated upon his throne. And there he is ruling over all of creation. Now you might doubt that God is ruling over all of creation as you look around and as you watch the evening news. But do not doubt, God reigns. All of creation is under his watchful eye, even the sparrow. And certainly his eye is upon you. You are the crown of God's creation. He knitted you together inside of your mother's womb. He richly and daily provides you with everything that you need for this body and life. He keeps you from temptation. He defends you against all danger. God breaks and hinders every evil plan and purpose of the devil, the world, and sinful people. Again, we might question this truth, especially when we see the mayhem and the chaos and the injustice in our world. There are wars and rumors of wars. There are famines and earthquakes. Christians are persecuted and handed over to death for confessing Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Wickedness increases. The love of people grows cold. How dreadful are these days in which we live. But none of this, none of this negates the truth that God is reigning over all of his creation. He is the ancient of days, blessed, immortal, most glorious, almighty, victorious, hid from our eyes. But by faith, by faith because we are born again of water and the spirit and holy baptism, we believe that God reigns in majesty over this entire world and universe. And even though we do not see him now, we put our trust in him. We love him. We adore him. His great name we praise. This morning, our hearts are comforted by the truth that our God and King sits on his throne in justice and holiness and love. And we are brave we are strong for the facing of these dark and turbulent days. What is it like to be in the presence of God in all of his majesty and power? Well, it is humbling. We face the reality that he is God and we are not. 
His majesty confronts us with the truth that we are sinful and unclean and that God is holy, holy, holy. While all the earth is full of his glory, we, well, we are arrogant, pompous, and prideful. We are stiff-necked, stubborn, self-reliant, and opinionated. We are full of ourselves. We know what is best. Everyone else is a fool. Just ask us. We will be glad to tell you. There is not one ounce of humility in the sinful human heart that dwells within you and me. The sinful heart inside of us will not acknowledge its mistakes nor confess its sins. It will not listen to others. It will not change its opinion. It will not suffer fools. But then through Isaiah's eyes, we see our triune God in his throne room. And it is breathtaking and it is humbling. Our arrogance melts in his presence. Our opinions evaporate like the smoke that fills his throne room. And we realize that we know absolutely nothing at all, like Job in the Old Testament. We are foolish and we put our hand over our mouth and we keep our mouth shut. His holiness reveals our sinfulness. Who are we to stand before him? When Isaiah sees God in all of his glory, what does Isaiah do? He cries out, woe is me. Woe is me, and I am ruined, because I am a man of unclean lips and live among a people of unclean lips. And because my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of armies. When you see God in all of his glory, you cry out, woe is me. I am ruined. God be merciful to me, a sinner. What is it like to be in the presence of God? Breathtaking, humbling, and cleansing. In America, we are probably cleaner now than any time in our history. We have used more hand sanitizer and, and soap to wash our hands than ever before. But all of that washing cannot wash away our sins, can it? Only the blood of Jesus can do that for you and me. And it does. Jesus forgives our sin. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son for you and me. He gave Jesus to be the sacrificial lamb for us, to give his life for ours, to take our sin and make it his own, to shed his blood for us, to die in our place. And as a result of that, this morning, your sin is forgiven. God cleanses you. From all of your sin. Arrogance, forgiven. Pride, forgiven. Stubbornness, forgiven. Boasting, forgiven. Selfishness, forgiven. Rudeness, forgiven. Hatefulness, forgiven. Lovelessness, forgiven. Every sin, all sin, your sin is forgiven. In the throne room of God, Isaiah confesses his sin, and God forgives him. Isaiah describes how God forgives his sin. Isaiah says, Then one of the seraphim flew to me, and in his hand was a glowing coal 
that he had taken from the altar with tongs. He touched my mouth with it and said, now that this has touched your lips, your iniquity is removed and your sin is atoned for. God's forgiveness touches our boastful, judgmental, hateful, and proud lips and cleanses us. Today at Holy Communion, Jesus gives himself to you for the forgiveness of all of your sins. In a few minutes, his body and blood will cross your lips and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Like a glowing coal taken from the Lord's altar, when the body and blood of Jesus touch your lips, your iniquity is removed. Your sin is atoned for. You are reconciled with God. What is it like to see God in all of his magnificence? Breathtaking, humbling, cleansing, and inspiring. God's forgiveness and his majesty inspire Isaiah to offer his life in service to God and God's people. This wasn't part of our text, but I added this from Isaiah's words in chapter 6. Isaiah tells us what happens next. Then I heard the voice of the Lord asking, who will I send? Who will go for us? I said, here am I, send me, send me. And he replied, go. God's salvation inspires Isaiah to say, here am I, send me. The forgiveness of sins inspires us and works in us to love our neighbor, to be patient with one another, to be just and fair, to speak with gentleness, to act with kindness, to put away hatred and anger and malice and discord and jealousy, to bear with each other and forgive one another as we have been forgiven. God's forgiveness inspires us and works in us to love our neighbor as ourself. And God says, go, go. Isaiah saw God in all of his majesty and magnificence. So will we. The day is fast approaching when Jesus will return with power and with glory. Every eye will see him and he will sit on his throne. Every knee will bow before Jesus and every tongue will confess Jesus Christ is Lord and King and Jesus will judge the living and the dead. And on that day, he will say to you, come, come you who are blessed by my father. Take the inheritance prepared for you since the foundations of the world were laid. And in his throne room, we will sing with the angels. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. In Jesus' name, amen. Now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord to life everlasting. Amen. For Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Please join me as we speak together the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, 
suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please stand and let us pray. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the gift of divine peace and of pardon with all our heart and with all of our mind, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the Holy Christian Church here and scattered throughout the world, and for the proclamation of the gospel and the calling of all to faith, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this nation, for our cities and communities, and for the common welfare of us all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For seasonable weather and for the fruitfulness of the earth, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who labor, for those whose work is difficult or dangerous, and for all who travel, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all those in need, for the hungry and homeless, for the widowed and orphaned, and for all those in prison, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the sick and dying, and for all those who care for them, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who have requested the prayer of the church, finally, for all these needs of body and soul, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Jesus, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Having heard the good news of our salvation, join with me as we confess our Christian faith using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Thank you for listening to Emmanuel God with us, the radio ministry of Emmanuel Lutheran Church in Twin Falls, Idaho. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you 
and give you peace. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen.